Welcome to the dark light. We have a lot of exciting things happening in 2023. We're here to enlighten you, bring you up to date on the current information, and most importantly, we're here to give you the absolute truth. We have a new feature. In order for you to contact us, you may send us an email at one true light at proton.me. That's one true light at proton.me. You can send us information, questions, comments, anything you like, and we'll be happy to respond to your requests. The team here at Dark Light is looking forward to hearing from you. So remember to drop us a line at one true light at proton.me. And now to our featured event. Hang on tight as we go to discover the light in the darkness. Luke 22, verse 36, New International Version. He said to them, But now, if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. As I sit here today, the changes which are coming fast and furious are all around us. The ideologies and concepts that we once believed to be absolute are being destroyed and dismantled before our very eyes. The idea that there could be one right and one wrong is fast disappearing. The gray soup of intellectual nonsense is taking root in today's society. The social order of the day is in chaos. The idea that you could actually have two people from divergent backgrounds come together and accept a reality that is binding on all people equally is fast becoming a thing of the past. The idea that the United States Constitution establishes the foundation 
of government is no longer accepted by the very leaders within the United States government. It's as if we have decided that nonsense must be looked at seriously and somehow reconciled with reality. That the BS nonsense that people are spewing every day on the radio, every day on the TV, every day on the internet must somehow be fact-checked and then allowed to exist as part of the social framework. The social framework, that is the issue. Society has let go of the reins and the horse is running wild. We can never accept chaos as being the foundation of anything good. And then, of course, if you bring up the word good and bad, good and evil, you must define those words. And the question is, how are we going to define within this social construct, which is a complete disaster, how are we going to define right and wrong? For time immemorial, societies that have been relatively successful have been able to last for hundreds if not thousands of years with all of their corruption and with all of their ridiculous systems of thought the one thing that has made societies and governments and countries strong and workable and lasting has been their foundational understanding of basic human rights. Human rights do not stop at any country's borders. Human rights extend to all people. But having said that, that means that human rights must be defined in a way which can be applied broadly to all people, not narrowly to some people. Otherwise, we end up with a two-tiered system of justice. According to the United States Constitution, justice is blind. Justice and the judicial system is separate from the political and the religious systems. Let me be clear. The moment you merge politics and religion, 
religion and justice, law and order with politics, you end up with a mess, an undefined totalitarian view of the world. There's a reason why in the United States there's a separation of powers. And those powers can never be mixed, united, joined together. They can work in consort with each other, but they can never be united. And there's a reason for that. Like the horns of the Native American buffalo. Two horns, separate and distinct, but one beast. Two horns, but one head. Two horns, but four legs. And those two horns represent the separation of state, craft, and religion. The separation of politics and law. The separation of law and order in relationship to religious dogma and religious ideologies. There's a reason why we don't have a litmus test for people running for office that has anything to do with religious perspectives. There's a reason why the First Amendment establishes the separation of religion from politics, from the government. And the government shall not make any provision with regards to religion. Of course, these statements are open to interpretation. Welcome to the Supreme Court. The interpretation of the Constitution of the United States is not left to the mumbo-jumbo, psychedelic world of the hippie, pot-smoking, social disorder group. But rather, we have a Supreme Court. And it is the job of the Supreme Court to interpret the United States Constitution and to decide how the laws within the United States will be enacted in each and every state of the Union. Now, each state has its own constitution, but the state's constitution cannot violate the United States Constitution. 
You cannot just willy-nilly decide that you want to ignore ports, parts and portions of the Constitution, whether that be the federal Constitution or the state constitutions, and then expect to have a peaceful, organized, efficient system of government. You can't have school boards voting to put pornographic, ideologically disturbing facts and pictures and books in front of small children, middle-aged children, young teenagers, and expect the educational system not to fall apart. There's a reason why in the United States of America prostitution is illegal. Yes, there are some exceptions, like in Las Vegas, but that is a small hiccup in relationship to the Supreme Court law, which states emphatically that the Constitution of the United States does not allow for prostitution, bestiality, or any type of sexual behavior which violates the personhood of man. Let me be clear. Whenever we decide to ignore the plain statements coming to us from God himself, we will always find ourselves in a ditch on the wrong side of the tracks. Falling off into a dismal nightmare. There's a reason why the Holy Bible is considered holy. And it is this understanding that is overlooked today by the majority, by the masses, by the politicians, by the lawyers, the doctors, even the evangelical Christian pastors, the priests, and let me dare say, the imams. Oh, but they have a Quran, so for some reason we think it's okay to let them stumble off the path of duty and truth. Oh, and the Jewish community has the Talmud. So I guess it's okay for the rabbis to not seriously understand or consider the United States Constitution because they have their own system. Well, so does the Roman Catholic Church. So does every institution that has ever been framed and created in this world.
whether it's the pygmies in Africa or the Hawaiians on the island of Hawaii with their king and queen before the United States decided to just disregard all semblance of law and order and invade the Hawaiian islands and annex those islands to the United States of America. Let me be clear. Two wrongs don't make a right. The United States Constitution still stands regardless of the individuals within power that ignore it, that violate it, that trample on it, including the Roman Catholic Church, including the Baptist Church, including the Lutherans, the Methodists, Presbyterians, all organizations, all religious institutions, theological seminaries that violate and ignore the constitutional rights as explained in the United States Constitution. You can never take a system of thought and destroy it without replacing it with something else. There are many people today that think that we can throw away our God models. We can throw away the concept that God is supreme and live without God, live without religion, live without spirituality, live without a conscience. The problem is you're going to replace that vacuum with something else. That hole in your thinking will be filled with self-doubt. And later, it will be filled with self-pity. And later, it will just be filled with self. And you will believe yourself to be grandiose, like God. A little God, and then a bigger God. And then pretty soon, you're just God. And then you run around destroying the world because you think you're God. It's called a dictator. The cycle of ignoring the absolute truth results in the complete destruction of society as we know it. The world can never be controlled, can never be rectified, can never be made better without law and order. And the laws must be based on something other than a human opinion. Human opinions do not make for good 
foundations. Human opinion is nothing more than a falsified ideology. Just because you like it doesn't make it good. Good and evil must be defined based on true goodness, which is God himself. There are a lot of people today that want to change the definition of who God is and ignore what God actually says he is. And then they want to make that God into the true God that they believe in, that they follow. And since they believe that whatever they think is good, therefore their God, the manufacturing of this false God, is good to them. And then they say, well, my truth is not necessarily your truth. And your truth is not my truth, so we can just all have our own truths. While they all walk around lying to themselves. There is only one truth. There is only one God. And until we accept that fact, we will forever be chasing our tails. Never arriving at the absolute truth. And as a result, society will collapse, as we see happening today. It's gotten so bad that they lie to you about everything, on the news, in the newspaper, when you go to work, when you go to see the doctor, when you try to understand what's going on in the world and the pandemics, that are being touted as so evil and so bad that you must stay indoors unless you get a green light on your cell phone that lets you travel outside your house. And then all of a sudden, poof, just like that, everything's back to normal. No more pandemic. As Dr. Fauci likes to say, well, last year we had no flu just mysteriously disappeared. But this year, we got a flu epidemic. Flu's everywhere. It's very easy to see through the lies if your eyes are halfway open. The facts cannot be ignored at that point. They must be accepted for what they say and what they reveal about the truth. But there are still people running around acting like, oh, I don't know, wearing a mask prevents a microbe that's 100,000 million jillion times smaller than the fibers of the mask to somehow prevent you from getting sick. Even though all the scientific evidence says that wearing a mask doesn't keep you from getting sick. It doesn't prevent you from getting so-called viruses into your lungs, into your body, into your bloodstream through breathing pollution.
polluted air. Masks don't work. That's a scientific fact. And yet we have what we call woke people still wearing masks, acting like, oh, well, I'm helping something. I'm preventing disease from spreading. And then they demand that you wear a mask when you come to their house, when you go to their parties, when you go out on the street, when you go shopping, wear a mask. Why? There's no scientific evidence to back your bizarro life, your bizarro opinions. Let me be clear. The Constitution of the United States prohibits any person from telling a lie. If you tell a lie, you will reap the consequences. If your lie is big enough, you will reap a criminal consequence. If it's a little smaller, it might only be in a court of opinion or in a judicial court of law that is not criminal. The world has been turned upside down. The talk of the town is now, what are we going to do about the debt crisis, the debt ceiling? And depending on where you fly in the political world, you'll have a different opinion about what that actually means. Okay. But the truth is, the economy is falling apart. Everybody knows that by just looking at what's going on around them, what's happening to all of their hard-earned money, how you work harder and make less. That's a fact. But you can always spin those facts into whatever opinion you want to believe. You can think everything's fine or you can think everything's going to hell. Doesn't matter. Doesn't change what's actually happening. You can't think positive and think your way out of a disaster. If your house is burning down, you can't stand inside your house and pretend that everything's fine or you'll pay the price. So what's it going to be? Are you going to actually start thinking and observing and comparing and asking the tough questions in relationship to the absolute truth? Where does the absolute truth come from? Who has the final say? Is it my dog Spot? Or is it creator God? Is it the resident of the United States that has the final say? Or is it creator God? Is it your teacher in middle school who has the final say? Or maybe the school board that thinks it's okay to place obscene material in the library for small young children to read 
and assimilate? Or is it Creator God? Is it okay for you to just do what you think? And somehow that'll be okay because you thought about it and you thought it was okay. Or is it the preeminence of Creator God? Which is it? In the Ten Commandments in Exodus of the Holy Bible, the first commandment clearly states that I am Jehovah and besides me there is no other gods. Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. And if we look at that in the Hebrew and even in the Greek, the word before means as in alongside. You cannot have another God. You only get one. Which God are you going to pick? Your own man-made clay imagined God of the woke world or are you going to choose creator God which is it going to be the destruction of society is based on the assumption that you will choose another God. Your spirituality, your ideology, your religion, if it does not serve the one true creator God, if it does not match the one true creator God model, it is fake. And if it's fake, it's a lie. And if it's a lie, it originated with the father of lies, the devil himself. Choose carefully. listening to the dark light thank you for considering and taking the time to listen to our podcast remember to like and tell your friends about the dark light we would like to have you here each and every day to uncover the truth in the darkness.